Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. There's a, uh, a new song sweeping the nation that we uh, that we want to play a little bit of for you. In fact, we got an open mic message about it. Just a very important message for you. Wash your hands, do 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 do. Wash your hands, do 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 do. Yeah, and the Baby Shark people have apparently remastered Baby Shark to the uh, to uh, inc- inspire uh, children and to remind them to wash their hands. Wash your hands, do 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 do. Wash your hands, do 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 do. Wash your hands, do 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 do. Wash your hands. Grab some soap, do 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 do. Grab some soap, do 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 do. Grab some soap, do 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 do. Grab some soap. Which is weird because sharks don't have hands; they have fins. But I guess you know. I guess, you know, it does matter. Desperate times call for desperate measures. What's up, everyone? This is the Mark K Show. My name's Mark K, and no one's more desperate than I am. 855-765-104. We got a lot going on today. First of all, Florida, uh, right here in Tampa, Florida. Well, not here. We're in Jacksonville. But, you know, Florida is a large state, and Tampa is a part of it. And in Tampa, there is a huge religious battle about constitutional freedoms and freedom of religion that has exploded over the coronavirus. And, uh, and, a, and a pastor who got arrested, we'll tell you a little bit about that and get some of your opinions. Also, the uh, the front runner for the Democratic nomination for president, the guy who wants to beat Donald Trump in November and take over the White House, Joe Biden, has a, I mean, it is such a weird way to run a campaign. He gets all these delegates and then all of a sudden, boom, coronavirus. And now he's basically running a virtual campaign. And in doing so, he has done something which I don't know if it's a huge waste of time or if it's a genius political maneuver, but we'll tell you what he did and we'll play a little bit of that for you uh, as well. Plus, this is exciting. Today, we're going to have a special edition of the Mark K Show that is not only here on uh, News 104.5 WOKV, but also on all of our Cox Media Group stations, including WSB in Atlanta, WHIO in uh, in Ohio, uh, KRMG in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're going to be doing a, a special two-hour Marquee show, 8 to 10. So if you're like, God, if, for those of you people that are like, you need three hours, today we get four. They just happen to be separated by like, you know, 10 hours. And then we got two hours, then you got to go occupy yourself for like 10 hours, and then... Uh, and then come back and listen to the rest. And we will, of course, do put that on our Facebook and our YouTube and our, our everywhere you tend to watch us or see us. We will be there because, you know, at a time like this, we're in your face. Uh, before we get into any of that stuff, though, I, I'm really excited. I started not reading because, you know, I don't really read. You know, those of you that those of you that listen to the show know that, you know, reading is not really my forte. But I did find a book online that I was really excited about. It's called 100 Deadly Skills, the Survival Edition. And this was a New York Times bestseller. Have you guys seen this book? From you. From me, right? Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for this. Oh, this is a great book. It's, uh, it's a, a former Navy SEAL, retired Navy SEAL, Clint Emerson. And this is his second book. His first book was 100 Deadly Skills. And that was more about, like, you know, killing people in a parking lot with, like, uh, with a, 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 your, your keys or something. It was, a, it was more like Navy SEAL military type stuff. Oh, man. But so this one's more survival-based? This is more survival-based, like how to escape a hurricane or an avalanche. You or don't things. use your keys to escape a hurricane? I guess not. I mean, you put yeah, them in your car. 
car and you drive, and you drive away. Drive away uh, <laughs> but, you know, he gets into stuff like everyday carry. Okay. Right? Like ECD, you know, or EDC. Yep. You got to have a pen. You got to have what? A pen. A pen. Yep. You have to not only a pen, you have to have a zebra pen. Oh, it gives you which pen to use. Oh, yeah. A it's, zebra pen? See, all right. Let, let me ask you this question. Josh, yeah. everyday carry. What would you put in your everyday carry? I actually have a zebra pen. Okay. Do so, you? Yeah. So 99 skill or 999 skills away from perfection. Well, that's just one part of one skill. Oh. Do you ha- carry a knife with you? I do carry a knife. You do carry a knife? Yep. Okay, that's Does good. Does he say which knife I should carry? Uh, Just a knife is fine. Do you Does carry a small flashlight? I used to carry a flashlight, but then the sun rose. You don't know? Okay. Yeah, so I don't need one anymore. I got it. Uh, medical shears. I don't even know what that is. Oh, like scissors. Scissors, but not just scissors. Very short. That so can, can cut, cut through gauze. clothing and mm-hmm. wire and bones oh, wow. and things like that. Hannah. Yes. Do you carry mace with you? Uh, would you like to see my keychain? No. I it just, has a hot pink mace on it. A hot pink mace. A hot pink mace. Does it mace. say bring a hot pink mace? Or it just says mace. It doesn't say color. Who so. cares which pen you bring? Let me ask you that. Well, because you need a pen that's not like a, a plastic pen. Your your pen needs to be able to break glass if you're oh. trapped in a vehicle. So a metal pen. Yeah. Or if you need to stab uh, a perp in the eye, something perp. like that. You know, you can't really do that with... With like a with like a big pen. Yeah, I think a, I absolutely could. You need a tactical <laughs> pen. Uh, do you have a bulletproof insert in your bag, either of you? I have I a don't. makeup case. It's you have pretty, a makeup case. It's pretty sturdy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny, very, have you seen Johnny Dangerously? I have. If you use the cigarette carrier than that one scene. Do you have a cigarette carrier? I don't know. Okay, all right. If it's a makeup case. They maybe. have a bulletproof Kevlar inserts that you can put in your backpack, like where you put your laptop. Yeah. You slide it in there, and that way, in case of like a school shooting or an office shooting or just when the stuff goes down, right. you've got basically bulletproof armor right there. You put, you turn your backpack around, and you're ready to go. You duck right behind it. Or if you're running away, let's be honest, if you're like running away <laughs> from the shooter, which is more likely, then you get shot in the back, you're protected by your Kevlar backpack. Right, like a, like a human turtle. Uh, GPS, a roll of coins. We to- spoke about this the other day. I have and lots of coins. Do you have a roll, though? Yeah, it's got to no, be a oh, roll. Wait. Do you need to have it as a roll so you could like blend? hit someone with it? All right, there's two things I found out about this. You need a roll of coins and a bandana. Here's why. The roll of coins, number one, if you just want to punch somebody, becomes like brass knuckles. It it increases the <laughs> the width of your knuckles. And, and it the, protects your fingers from breaking. Too. And, correct. Very important. Also, if you wrap the roll of coins and tie them up in the bandana, you've got one of those, oh. like, you know, bolo like things. David and Goliath. Like, exactly. You can just <laughs> pound somebody with it. Which is great. Portable GPS in case the system goes out and your phone doesn't work. An Altoids tin with Band-Aids, super glue, Kevlar laces, and a lighter. Do you have a lighter? Do either of you have a lighter on I you? I don't know. Not on me now. You don't have lighters on you? Mm. How are you going to start fires if you need to? I don't know. With, a, with a, um, a flint and mortar? I think I just need to get the, the knife that I gave Casey, my, my boyfriend, because it has all of these things. Carabiners. Do you carry carabiners with you? Don't. I used you guys to. are so unprepared. Oh. You guys are. Listen, I'm going to get I'm you. Gonna I used to have a carabiner, but it was more a bottle opener. I'm not also even, hooked to things. I'm not even going to ask you if you've prepared a vehicle go bag because I'm pretty sure I know the answer. <laughs> hey, box. I have my go bag. You it has a, everything I need. You have a vehicle go bag? Is it in your car? Uh, I'm not talking about your makeup kit. Does she need two bags? Like, what do you need in your go bag? You have your, listen, you guys are, you guys, listen, there's your everyday carry, which we just talked about, but then there's a whole separate thing about your vehicle go bag. Oh, for, wow. All right, we'll get into all this. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. This is Barbara. Barbara, hey, uh, thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. How are you, Barbara? I'm doing really good. 
Um, I work in a nursing home, oh, okay. health care here in Orange Park. Yeah. Our residents, as you know, everybody's confined, and they right. can't really do a whole lot. I'm trying to do bingo in the halls. I'm trying to sing in the halls and do all kinds of things. I was wondering, I, I texted you guys earlier, I don't know if you got it or not, to see if there's any way you guys could go overhead and say hi to our residents here and maybe put a song on for them. Please, I know you guys do music all day because I think they would feel so good to hear somebody say hi to them from the outside. Are they so Are they listening? They're not right now, but I was trying to give me a certain time I can get it scheduled and I could put it on my radio here and put it overhead. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. What, uh, did they're playing bingo in the halls? Like what, like they're in their rooms? What I you... do, they have to sit in their doorways in their rooms. And what we do is we announce it overhead and I have CNAs helping me in the halls. We've been doing line dancing. We've been doing, oh gosh, just arts and crafts, fingernail painting, but we have to go to everybody's rooms because they're not, you know, with this virus going yeah. around. It's making it hard on them and they feel so, they feel so bad, and we have a lot of residents that, you know, that love to go outside, love to do things, and then, you know, it's really tough right now. Sure, no, I had what? an entertainer come in last week and sing outside, and all, the windows were open, and they were waving to me. All right, Barbara. I mean, that was pretty cool. Barbara, tell but, me again, what is the name of your, uh, of where you work? Signature Healthcare here in Orange Park, right behind Orange Park Hospital. Signature Healthcare Nursing Facility. Okay, here's what you do. At 11.07. Okay. 1107 today. So make sure that all the make sure you're pumping 104.5 WOKV through the halls at 1107, and we'll do something special. How do for I do that? And how do I get on here? I'm trying to get on here now so I can figure it out. Well, you, I mean, you go on to you go to 104.5 WOKV on your radio, or if you're on your uh, if you're on your uh, computer, just go to WOKV. Dot com. Here you got. You have an hour to figure it out. We'll do. We'll do our part. But you gotta. You gotta figure out the tech uh, on your own. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Listen, we gotta take a quick break, but we have so much we gotta get into here. It's the Mark K Show on one zero four point five WOKV. in your pocket. We can get it falling objects in the sky. I am sick of it. I'm done. All right, that reminds me. You can also get it from your representative in Congress. Uh, Nidia, Nidia, what's her name? Nidia Velasquez? Nidia? How do you say it? N-Y-D-I-A. Anyway, Congress, Congresswoman Velasquez has the coronavirus. Uh, the Brooklyn Democrat, get this, she placed an open palm on a shared microphone's foam Friday morning during the debate on the $2 trillion coronavirus stimulus bill, moving the device closer to her face before draping her hands on a lectern that held her notes. So the lectern in Congress, where all the Congress people get up to yell at each other and basically debate each other and tell each other how horrible and awful uh, they are, she apparently touched with her coronavirus hands. Uh, here's what she had to say about it. Quote, in the wee hours of Sunday morning, Anything that starts with the week. Anyway, I began to feel under the weather. I developed the abrupt onset of muscle aches, fevers, nasal congestion, and upset stomach. I noticed that I could no longer smell my perfume or taste my food. After speaking with the attending physician by phone, I was diagnosed with presumed coronavirus infection. My symptoms are mild at the present time, and I am taking Tylenol for fever and isolating myself at home. At the advice of the attending physician, neither COVID-19 laboratory testing nor a doctor's office visit was recommended. I am carefully monitoring my symptoms, working remotely, and in constant contact with my staff. 
I encourage everyone to stay at home and continue practicing social distancing. So uh, New York Representative Nadia Velasquez has presumed coronavirus, which does not necessarily mean she has the coronavirus, but she's just assuming that she did, so so she's staying at home. Uh, Once again, she was never actually tested for the virus, but she did come in contact with a lot of people. She attended a celebration after passage of the bill with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who is 80 years old. And we don't know if they were touching each other or shaking hands or patting each other on the backs or whatnot. But Nancy Pelosi is in that high risk group of aged individuals who are more susceptible to uh, having a a negative reaction to the coronavirus and COVID-19. Also, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, she came in contact with both of them after the bill passed. So at least she's spreading the virus to Republicans and Democrats alike, which is nice. 855-765-1045. This is Mike in San Diego. Mike, you got to turn down your whatever you're listening to. Aaron in Myrtle Beach. How you doing, Aaron? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. Good. How are you doing, Mark? Great. I, I just want to say, man, I, sorry. Oh, go no. <laughs> no, you go ahead. If you, were, you started to say right. something, and it sounded like it was positive yeah. about the show. So let's go ahead yeah. with that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want to say thank you for what you do, man. I really appreciate it, uh, standing up for capitalism and different things uh but uh my question is yeah how do we how do we um combat cynicism in the democratic party they like it's like they don't want to hear any facts oh yeah no the court 100 percent, they don't want to hear the fact there's nothing but cynicism in the democratic party in fact if you look at what's happening if you look at the media and if you look at the uh the the uh, democrats in the house and in the senate and and you know the ones that are that are getting in front of the cameras and and in fact I should probably play these clips from Nancy Pelosi that that came out uh, when she was being interviewed by Jake Tapper every single time the president or any Republican says something positive about the economy or about the coronavirus or about anything else you'll see a negative reaction immediately from the press in fact there's people in the media most of them work for CNN and their job is to take any positive thing the president says whether it's about uh, finding a cure whether it's about testing, whether it's about response, whether it's about how well his staff is is heeding the, his call and and working. I mean, you've got Mike Pence who sleeps maybe four hours a day. You've got tons of people all over the place. And anytime the president says these people are great, you know, my staff has been has been doing a great job. They twist it and turn it and say President Trump is turning this into his own personal campaign rally when it should be about the coronavirus. The negativity runs rampant. The only way. The only way, Aaron, that you can fight cynicism is with optimism. It's the only way. It's the only thing you have. Remember, you can't control what other people do or think, but you can control what you do and think. You can't control what other people say, but you can control what you say and what you listen to and what you take in. And whenever you hear a cynical Democrat, which is pretty much whenever they open their mouths to say something, all you have to do is remain optimistic. And you can, for every negative thing that you see or read or hear in the press, you can find something totally optimistic, something totally enlightening, something totally inspirational that will, that will, that will lift you and combat that cynicism. And in the end, it's optimism that is going to get us through. And, you know, we talked all last week about how JFK was like, we're going to go to the moon in this decade. But, and he was optimistic. And back then, everybody loved it. Why? He was a Democrat. And guess where we ended up? The moon. Donald Trump says, I would love the economy to be back to normal by Easter. And people want his head. Nancy Pelosi, she actually wants to impeach him again.
We'll play you that clip here in just as she said it. We'll play you that clip in just a minute. It's coming up on the Mark K Show, 855-765-1045. Great question, Aaron. We'll talk to you soon. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. As a former assistant chief engineer, I demand that all broadcast personnel in front of and behind the camera are tested for COVID-19. I know how sick you people are. That is true. And we've been trying to figure out why we still have to come to work every day. And I've been going with the, the whole idea that we are essential personnel, meaning without us, there would be no radio station. There would be no broadcast. There would be no company. And that we are essential employees that have to be here every single day to maintain the operations of, uh, of the radio station. However, someone else suggested to me that maybe it's just that we're expendable. And if something happens to us and we end up dead, we're easily we're more easily replaced than, let's say, a salesperson or one of our program directors, which I, I tend to still lean toward the essential personnel, but uh, we'll see what happens. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what happened with Nancy Pelosi because uh, Nancy Pelosi, she's going to be using this Politically, in fact, you have to, we had a guy call in from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and he said, look, I just want to know how to fight the cynicism in the Democratic Party. I want to know how to fight the cynicism in the news media and all the cynicism I see on TV. It seems like every time the president says something positive, you've got Democrats in Congress, uh, Democrats on the campaign trail, and you've got all of these media people who are all Democrats. You've got them all just trying to drown out his optimism and his hope which ironically was a huge component of the Democrats' campaign way back in 2008. Hope! Wasn't that the big... We all want hope! Hope! We want hope from Obama. Nobody wants hope from President Trump. Have you noticed that? And uh, least of all, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, she was on Jake Tapper's show on CNN. And Jake Tapper, again, broadcasting from home, which leads me to believe that Jake Tapper is not essential personnel. If Jake Tapper were essential, he would be in the studio just like we are. But again... I digress. So she's on CNN and she's talking about the president and he asked her about, you know, the president's comments about I'd love to have this thing back by April and this, that and the other. And Nancy Pelosi takes this opportunity to, of course, do what she does best. And that is bash the president of the United States. As the president fiddles, people are dying. As the president fiddles, people are dying. Now, let me explain to you what she means by this, because a lot of people were confused. This is, of course, a reference to Emperor Nero, who played his violin or his fiddle, depending on, you know, whether or not you're from Clay County. Uh, and played his fiddle while Rome burned in the background. And being the emperor, he was just so oblivious to what was going on around him. He was so oblivious to the downfall of his society and his city and 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 the uh, the effect it was having on the citizens that he was in charge of, that he just played his fiddle music while Rome burned. And she's now basically saying Donald Trump is he fiddles while people are dying, which is totally untrue, because if you turn on CNN or Fox News or MSNBC, you see all these people complaining that Donald Trump is always there, always telling people what they're doing, always holding press conferences. In fact, they want to stop these press conferences because Donald Trump is out there telling people all the things he's doing to fight the coronavirus. Uh, so, you know, they've, they've all got to start playing from the same playbook. They haven't yet. 
But the thing that's probably most. Oh, by the way, Donald Trump was on Fox and Friends yesterday with our good buddy Brian Kilmeade. And, and Brian asked him, and Brian said, hey, uh, what do you think about Nancy Pelosi's comments? And as you know, you would think he would do. He answered thusly. Well, you know, it's a sad thing. Look, she's a uh, sick puppy, in my opinion. She really is. She's got a lot of problems. By the way, Brian Kilmeade was also broadcasting from home, which also leads me to believe that he's not as essential as, say, some of the uh, rest of us who are still here in the studio. Uh, but so anyway, so Donald Trump comes up and says, look, she's a sick puppy. We know all of this. There's a coronavirus crisis. There's a pandemic. We're out here trying to find a cure. We're out here trying to save people. We're out here trying to get money into people's hands. And she's trying to save Planned Parenthood and a bunch of windmills and, and you know, all these Green New deals. She's trying to fill this thing full of pork so that she can get some of her cronies, the money that she's promised them, uh, in a bill that she knows everybody's going to vote for. And because of Nancy Pelosi and some of the Senate Democrats, we actually had to wait longer for the money than we would have had they just said, look, this is all about economic stimulus. It's not about economic stimulus and pork. Uh, oh, by the way, those are two of my favorite things. 855-765-1045. Also, what she did at the end of the interview, or really, I guess it was kind of in the middle, she then threw out what I took to be an impeachment threat against Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump comes out and says, look, she's a sick puppy. Jake Tapper says, uh, what do you think the biggest problem was? And Nancy Pelosi is is laying the groundwork. This will happen, by the way. Coronavirus will not last forever. The social distancing will not last forever. The economy will rebound. All of this will happen. It will happen before, well before the election. Think about how short our, 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 our memories are. But if this ends in June and July and the economy's kicking again by August or September, by the time November rolls around, everything's going to be back to normal. And so Nancy Pelosi is right now, while it's still fresh in everyone's mind, she is laying the foundation for a second impeachment hearing that they will announce, that they will announce right before the election and you can tell by what she told jake tapper listen to this what did he know when did he know it that's for an after action review what did he know and when did he know it that's for pause an after action review anybody want to take a guess what an after action review is an after-action review means that she's going to call Jerry Nadler. She's going to call Adam Schiff. She's going to say, the president of the United what did he know and when did he know it? We've got to find out. We've got to do an in-depth study into the crisis response and the lack of the president's uh, ability to, to keep people from dying. He fiddled. Well, Rome burned. Now we need to know what he knew and when he knew it. And then when we get that information... We can hit him with yet another impeachment. We can impeach him for, I don't know, fiddling. We can impeach him for holding too many press conferences. We can impeach him for not closing down the border soon enough or closing them down too soon. We can impeach him for telling people it's going to be okay when really it wasn't. We can impeach him for saying, I would love to have the economy rebound by April the 12th, by Easter, and then having to put forth the social distancing order through April 30th. Again, in answer to the cynical press and the Democrats on the left. So here she is laying the groundwork for what she calls uh, uh, an after action review. What did he know? When did he know it? That's for an after action review. And as I said on Facebook yesterday, for those of you who don't speak crazy left wing power hungry socialist harpy, if you're not fluent in Nancy Pelosi ease, that means impeachment. It's going to happen. 
1045. Rick in Jacksonville. Hey, Rick, how are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, man. Good to hear you. Good to yes, hear you, too, you, Rick. You just, you just hit the nail on the head. They have been wanting to do this since November when the first signs in China came out. The Democrats knew what was going on. They knew, and otherwise they would have said something in January and February after Trump put the ban on, okay? They would have agreed with him, but they, I'm sorry, they wanted to see this happen. They said it back in January of 2017. Rick, the problem that the Democrats have is that they keep throwing up the, you know, what, when did Donald Trump know about this? Why didn't he act sooner? You know, on January 31st, that's when Donald Trump said, hey, no more inbound travel from China. We've got to investigate this coronavirus threat. They keep blaming Donald Trump for not knowing what to do or not doing things early enough. But you know what they were doing in January? You know what they were doing? They were holding the Senate hostage. They locked up all of the senators, all 100 of them. Democrats and Republicans and independents. They took them off the campaign trail if they were out there campaigning for president. They took them out of the chamber. They took them away from their districts. They weren't able to talk to anybody or see anybody. They had no time to read the news or follow up with their. You know that somewhere out there, 100 senators, somewhere out there, one of them was tracking the coronavirus threat from China. One of them had a constituent who was writing or calling or diligently knocking on their door saying, This is going to be a thing. We need Need to make sure that we're prepared for this but they couldn't answer those calls they couldn't talk to those constituents they couldn't investigate what was going on in china they couldn't look at the projected models coming out from the uh, from the cdc and the who and all these other agencies they couldn't do that because the democrats held them hostage for this ridiculous impeachment inquiry for this ridiculous senate trial to remove the president of the united states for stupid idiotic crimes that he never committed and they tied up all of our government systems and the president in the middle of this somehow had the wherewithal to still order that these Chinese inbound flights be stopped, that people not be allowed to come in until we knew what we were dealing with. In the midst of all of this going on in his private and public life, he still had the ability and the sanity and, and, the, and the leadership to do all of that. And now the Democrats, who shut down the government for two weeks, while they did their, their while they perpetuated their re, really their fraud on the American people when it comes to impeachment, they did that for two weeks, and that could have been the most crucial two weeks we had in fighting what has now become this pandemic that has taken three thousand American lives. So who's really to blame? Who's really the president who's been fiddling while people die? Or the Congress, who kept the entire Senate, every single lawmaker, and the President of the United States wrapped up through January and the early part of February, trying to, trying to, trying to overrule him, and of course, failing miserably. 855-765-104. We're to take another quick break. Coming up here in just a minute, more of your phone calls. Uh, we've got to figure out how to entertain those people, those old people at uh, Signature Healthcare in Orange Park. We're going to do that. And also, there's a religious battle brewing over the coronavirus right here in Florida. We'll get to all of that and more. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV.
that's a sad thing. Look, she's a uh, sick puppy, in my opinion. She really is. She's got a lot of problems. That's uh, the president of the United States discussing the uh, Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi. By the way, that's very insulting to puppies. Uh, 855-765-1045. Rick in St. Mary's. How are you, Rick? Rick? Okay, we'll get back to you in just a minute. 855-765-1045. Carrie in New York. How are you, Carrie? I'm good. How are you, Mark? Great, Carrie. Are you sheltering in place? Oh, yes. Me and my four children, I'm playing school for three different grades. Oh, yeah. That that's, doesn't sound exciting at all. Uh, well, listen, our, our thoughts no. are, where in New York are you? Are you in New York City or are you in, uh, like, upstate? Upstate New York. Okay. Uh, just outside of Buffalo. Oh, okay. Perfect. All right. Great. Uh, what do you want to say today, Carrie? Um, you brought up a good point about the whole thing with the Democrats and the fact that their whole act on the coronavirus They've all stated or in some way have stated that they somehow knew about all this stuff prior to the president even taking action. Well, they knew so much prior to the president. Wouldn't they be just as, if not more so, neglectful in the fact they didn't take action themselves? Oh, uh, well, they would, except that they're not going to take responsibility themselves because they never do. They just like to blame the president. And you're right about that. I mean, think about the debates. We've been watching these these 16 or 17. I don't even remember how many of these billionaires and these wannabe senator, you know, uh, presidential wannabes. We've been watching them debate since, what, September, October? Not once has coronavirus or China or the pandemic come up. All they want to talk about is how they're going to get universal health care for everyone how they're going to open the border how president trump is a racist that's it that's all they want to talk about is how bad the president is but they had multiple opportunities to bring up the threat that the coronavirus was uh imposing on the united states they had mul- i mean they're senators they have they hold all the power they're they're the house of representatives they're the ones that can bring these things to light and and cause people to investigate but none of them were concerned about anything except the ukraine except that stupid telephone call and accept impeaching Donald Trump. So you're right. They 100 percent, all elected leaders are are liable in this. Every single one of them, uh, not just the chief executive, but all the Congress people and uh, senators as well. It's super disgusting to see them putting all the blame on Trump when I'm sorry. Now, I know I understand people. Well, there's a lot of people that are not a fan of President Trump, but I'm sorry. I think out of all the presidents we've had, he's doing an impeccable job, especially with dealing with this virus, because it's a virus. Nobody knows what's going to happen. This isn't something that you can just draw out of a playbook. This is something that's never happened in our history. So are there going to be mistakes? Yeah. But to pin it all on him when he's doing the best he can with what we were left with, I think he's doing pretty darn good. Uh, Carrie, hey, listen, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. And you're right about that, too. You know, the other thing that I'd like to point out that the governors of these individual states, they're also not off the hook either. Every single one of these governors was elected to protect the people in their state. And, and you know, the borders of Florida are the are, are number one. They're the primary jurisdiction of Governor Ron DeSantis and in New York City or New York State, rather, uh, where you are. You've got you've got Mayor Cuomo or I'm sorry, Governor Cuomo, who's up there. And the governor of that state is supposed to protect New Yorkers. And it's not like there was any kind of lack of information coming in from China. If if this was such a threat that the president should have been on top of it. And if back in 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 September or, or November of last year, we had all these warning signs. Why wasn't Governor Cuomo taking precautions back then? Why wasn't uh, why wasn't, you know, the governor of Virginia? What's his name? Ralph Northam, who all, all of a sudden has shut down the state till June the 10th, June the 10th. 
June the 10th. Does he want people to revolt in Virginia? Is that what first he tried to take away their guns? Then he tried to kill their children. Now he's just locking them up till June the 10th. I mean, you, everybody has responsibility if you're an elected leader. Every single one of you. 855-765-1045. Quick break. When we get back, we're going to try to entertain some old folk. And then uh, we want to get into this whole religious debate, too. Because it's, it's, it's pretty interesting what's happening in Tampa with this coronavirus debate. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll be right back. It's the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are. And you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Good morning for the telecommuters. Remember that the uh, entrance ramp from the bedroom going down the hallway is now getting congested at the kitchen area. So please use caution when approaching and use the right lane straight to the coffee pot. You know, that's a great idea. We should probably transition into uh, home commuter traffic. Hannah, can you make a note of that? Like when you start doing your traffic reports? Yeah, definitely. Can you make sure that you're utilizing individuals, uh, you know, pathways from their bedroom to wherever their home workspace I think I'm is? Just, yeah, I think I can 100% do that. I, okay, good. I think that's something that you did. Great idea. And thank you so much for that. If you ever want to send us an open mic message, uh, just go to our mobile app, 104.5 WOKV on Google or on iTunes. And, uh, and you can uh, download it. You can send us an open mic message, whatever you want. You can stream the show wherever you happen to be. And if you travel around, you know, it doesn't matter. You're never going to lose the signal. So uh, do that. All right. About an hour ago, Barbara from Signature Healthcare in Orange Park called us and said she's there at, at uh, Signature Bar Healthcare in Orange Park. And none of, the, of course, the older residents there can leave. They've been playing bingo in the hallway where she, you know, they all go in their in their doorways because they're social distancing and they all get their bingo cards. And then she stands at the end of the hallway and yells, B, 22! Mark something. B is not a 22. All right, sorry. Stops at 15. B, 9! You know, something like that, right? And then they all have to, they all go, what did she say? And they go, B, 9! Okay, good. And then they, I've, I've, I'm a professional bingo caller myself. I know, I, I was talking about that. I uh, used to call the bingo at my church. Uh, back when we had church. It's on the top of your resume. Now, we, we Professional bingo caller. We actually had practice. Remember when I had bingo practice and you made made fun of me for practicing bingo? I did. Yeah. I, I haven't forgotten that, nor will I ever. <laughs> anyway, if you're there at the uh, Signature Healthcare, first of all, listen, we're all thinking about you. We all, uh, we, you know, Barbara is there taking care of you and she's she's concerned for your well-being and wants you to be entertained. So what we've done, first of all, we've picked a song that we're going to play for you. And I, I only picked it because this is like, you know, whenever I think of like my mom and my dad, who are probably the same age, probably your peers. This is the kind of stuff they listen to. So I don't know if you can like get up and dance in your in your doorway or whatnot, but someday. Old blue eyes. When I'm oh, I love this so much. Yeah, this good. Yeah, this is when great. When the world is cold, I will feel a glow. Folks at Signature Healthcare, the way you look tonight. Bum, bum. Also to entertain you, uh, we have the king of dad jokes here. His name is the other Josh, and he's a he's a, compiled a couple of maybe uh, maybe older themed jokes, right? That people would appreciate of any age. Correct, Marquet. All right, what do you got, Josh? Hit us up. All right, here's the first one. My granddad always used to say, "As one door closes, another opens." He was a lovely man. But a terrible cabinet maker. And the way you <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good, very good. What else? You know, I'll never forget what my granddad said before he kicked the bucket. Now, what was that? He said, "Hey, how far do you think I can kick this bucket?" 
don't know about the people oh, at Signature Healthcare, but I'm enjoying these. Oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I bet right. Sinatra's loving it, too. Oh, yeah, give us another one. All right. All right, sorry, I love that note. Way to go, blue eyes. All right, my granddad is a truly special man. Yeah. He has the heart of a lion and a lifetime ban from Jacksonville Zoo and Gardens. These are great. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe we have time for one more. Oh, perfect, then. perfect, okay, perfect. Good. All right, my granddad asked me how to print. I said, control P. He said, I haven't been able to do that for years. <laughs> The way you look tonight. All right, wherever you look, wherever you happen to be locked, if you're locked in Signature Healthcare in Orange Park, if you're locked in your house with a bunch of kids who are trying to do schoolwork but you just don't care anymore, if you're locked at work or maybe you're locked out of work, like some lucky people, not us, but other lucky people, uh, then just know, hey, optimism will get you through. And despite what the uh, the media says, they want you to know that uh, we all are in this together and that with little hope and little faith and we will all be uh, A-OK. Speaking of faith, by the way, there is this thing that is, that has popped up now in Tampa, Florida. And I never thought I'd have to ask a question like this. But basically, the question that we now face is about God and their relevance. Is God essential? Is basically the question that's happening now in Tampa, Florida. Are religious leaders essential personnel? Speaking of which, in a crisis situation, in an emergency, in a global pandemic like we're facing right now, when people are facing death and disease and bankruptcy and chaos in their lives, is a church an essential service to the community? Is a church as important to saving a person's spiritual life as a hospital is to saving their physical life? And when facing crippling fear and when facing your own mortality and when facing the, the, the doomsday uh, principles that you've been you've been studying all your life, when facing this uncertainty, doesn't a minister or a pastor or a priest or a congregation of faithful followers become an asset and not a liability? Basically, should religious gatherings trump social distancing? What would Jesus do in this scenario? Would he social distance? Is what people are asking of themselves. Would he shelter in place? Would he tell his apostles to go work from home? Would he spread the gospel from his kitchen table for a few weeks? You know, Jesus cured the sick. He made the blind see. He made the crippled walk. He didn't run from the lepers. He ran to them. And now we're all supposed to run away and hide from each other when some of us are in need of being with each other and, and religious guidance and that spirit of community more so than ever before. In fact, the foundation of this country is the right to worship whenever, wherever, however, and whomever you choose. And when you go back to the Mayflower Compact, it was the first legal document in this country, and it literally began with the words, in the name of God, amen. The first six words of the first American governing document were and are, in the name of God, Amen. The Declaration of Independence followed suit, quote, to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. End quote. The Bill of Rights, the authors of which felt religious freedom was so important that they led with it right there in the First Amendment. It's literally the headline of what it means to be an American. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. It does not say Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, with the exception of a global pandemic. 
Congress shall make no law respecting the right of the people peaceably to assemble, except when one of those people has a fever or a cough or a sniffle. Is it now against the law to do both of those things? Because it appears so, at least in Tampa, Florida. Pastor Rodney Howard Brown was arrested and released on $500 bond after holding live church services for his congregation on Sunday. He claims that like other organizations and other businesses, he has adopted social distancing at the church. He sanitized his public spaces. They spent $100,000 at his church on antiviral air purifiers so that worshipers could gather together and practice their faith without fear. But the sheriff of Hillsborough County says otherwise. The sheriff says that the pastor and his flock are violating the stay-at-home order. And he's being reckless and irresponsible. And he's putting people's lives at risk, not just his congregants, but the people that they come in contact with. Other religious leaders are blasting this guy. They're saying it's the opposite of what churches should be doing. They claim Pastor Howard Brown is not living the gospel that he so proudly preaches. Andrew Warren from the state attorney's office in Florida said there is no more important commandment than to love thy neighbor as thyself. Loving thy neighbors is protecting them, not jeopardizing their health by exposing them to this deadly virus. Now, perhaps if the state attorney spent more time in church, he would know that what the gospel actually says is thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But is there more to health than just the physical well-being of a patient? What about mental health? What about spiritual health? What about a person's right to associate with whomever they choose? The lawyers for Pastor Howard Brown say they are being unfairly targeted. You cannot look at this situation and say it's being evenly enforced across the board to these other businesses, they argue. What about hospitals, grocery stores, the Amazon.com distribution center? Is a church not offering the public something just as important as food or health care or hand sanitizer? So the question remains, in a time like this, is God essential? Do the laws of God surpass the laws of man? When two leaders issue contradictory ideas, whose laws do you follow, the policeman or the preacher? And if you are facing your very last days on earth, isn't it your right to make sure you get to spend an eternity in heaven? That's a big question. And that's something we never even tried to think about before the coronavirus. 855-765-1045. Would you still go to church if it were open? Would you still go and congregate if the pastor told you to come on down on Sunday morning? Or is that reckless abandon for your friends and your neighbors? Should you be arrested if you're a religious leader urging your faithful to come and worship in an environment that could potentially kill them? 855-765-1045. It's a weird question. What I never thought we'd have to talk about. Well, we got a bunch of phone calls lined up. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. 855-765-1045. We actually, listen, we actually have some clips from the sheriff in Hillsborough. His name is Sheriff Chad Cronister. Uh, talking about this preacher, this pastor at this church uh, that he arrested um, and then released on $500 bond for for recklessly encouraging people to uh, people to let's see what's he waving at 
I don't know. Maybe your sideboard might be making some noise. Oh, it is? Maybe. I don't know. I don't hear anything. Yes. Are we good? Is it making noise still? All right, we'll just close that. Is that better? <laughs> I can't hear a word you're saying. Yeah, man. It was still playing Sinatra. Oh, it was? Oh. I mean, your sideboard has a goal, then, and that's okay. more Sinatra. All right, perfect. Anyway, sorry. Thanks, if, sideboard. I mean, what's wrong with Sinatra? There's no, much thing as too, no such thing as too much Sinatra. Anyway, so we have some audio of the sheriff in Hillsborough County. Here he is talking about this uh, pastor that he arrested. His reckless disregard for human life put hundreds of people in his congregation at risk and thousands of residents who may interact with them this week in danger. Yeah, and he said that uh, basically, look, he's got other options. He can just, he can stay home and he can you know, do like a Facebook video. The River at Tampa Bay Church has an advantage over most places of worship as they have access to technology, allowing them to, sh to live stream their services over the Internet and broadcast television for more than their 4,000 members to watch from the safety of their own homes. 855-765-1045 is the number. I mean, look, we could all stay at home and shop on Amazon.com, but the stores are still open, too. So what is the big difference? We have uh, Tate is, I believe, a pastor as well. Hi, Tate. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Hey, great, Tate. What do you think about this whole thing? Well, i tell you the truth. I, I think it's sad that that uh, pastor actually held church as a lot of other ways to have church and you know our our church over Middleburg we're doing Facebook live and we're reaching out to more people than we did the people that actually come to the church so I think I mean overnight everybody's become a televangelist that I know as pastors so it's been a good way to get the word out but I think it's terrible that this guy has put a bunch of people in danger all right so you don't so you agree with the sheriff you're saying look even though you have the freedom to uh assemble and practice religion it's not essential at this time and he should be held liable uh and legally uh legally brought to justice yeah all right yeah definitely i think he i think he needs to i, I don't think it should be a misdemeanor i think it should be a felony you, i think the guy should do some hard time you think he should do hard time for holding a church service yeah i mean He's he's held to a standard of being obedient to the word of God, and the word of God actually talks about being obedient to the laws of the land. And the laws of the land has actually told us to do some things. And if you're being disobedient, you know, lock them up. All right, all right. Hey, thanks so much for calling. Now we really appreciate it. Tim and Densmore, how you doing, Tim? Hey, uh, man, love your show. First off, um, completely agree with the pastor. He totally stole my thunder, man. That's exactly what it says. It yeah. also tells you Jesus told you to pay your taxes. Just saying. Just <laughs> Give to Caesar what is Caesar. <laughs> so. All right. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. Victor in Jacksonville, how are you? Hey, good, good. How you doing? Bro? Oh, doing great. Victor, what do you want to say, sir? Hey, man, I, I, unfortunately for the past, I do agree with the laws of Tampa. It, it, one of the things I want to say in respect to what you were saying earlier, uh, what the law this place was made under and everything, mm -hmm. but at the same time, in, in Romans 13, 1, 2, it says, Obey the government, for God is the one who has put it there. There is no government anywhere that God has not placed in power. So it, it directly tells us to obey the government. So yeah. how can this pastor just go ahead and disregard what the government says my mother is a pastor and she's actually 
doing. And we're a small church. We're a church of 50 people. We're streaming live on Facebook now and reaching other countries and more people like that other pastor. Yeah. Victor, um, that's, am- Victor that's amazing. So- and you bring up a great point, too. I know. And, you know, my priest has said that at uh, mass several times. He said, look, nothing on earth can be bad because everything on earth is of God. So this sheriff, Chad Cronister, is of God. But then isn't also the pastor? That's where, you know, at Billiam, uh, or no, wait, who was it? Somebody on our Facebook page or somebody on our Twitch, rather, said, remember, these people didn't have to go. 855-765-1045. At what point do these uh, these laws, these stay-in-place and shelter-in-place laws affect your religious freedom? 855-765-1045. Quick break, more of your calls coming up. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. The horrible part about these so-called organized religions. You do not have to go to a church building in order to get into the kingdom of heaven. Well, that is true. What about disorganized religions, though? What do they do? I believe there's nothing more important than faith during a time like this. And as a sheriff's office... We would never impede someone's ability to lean on their religious beliefs as a means of comfort. But practicing those beliefs has to be done safely. Yeah, uh, that was uh, Sheriff Chad Cronister from Hillsborough County. And he's basically saying, look, yes, we arrested this pastor because he violated the shelter in place order. He violated the he he told his uh, he told his congregation we're open for business. Come and pray. And they arrested him and he was released on five hundred dollar bond. And now we're asking what is do uh, do the laws of the Hillsborough County Sheriff and the the dictates of the coronavirus shelter in place orders. Do they usurp the orders of the church officials or the people that want to just gather and get together and, you know, and pray together? Because they're scared and they're and they're and they're confused and they're they're feet they are afraid of death. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. But of course, there he is saying, "Look, we're not. We know that you need to lean on your church, and we don't want to get in the way of that." By the way, we're learning that we're learning that on our Facebook page. I mean, just about everybody has a favorite Bible verse. Hannah, what was your favorite Bible verse that you said? Romans six twenty three. What should you want me to say it? Well, yes, for all those people that don't know it right offhand. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Josh, what was your favorite Bible verse you said? Mine is a little more current. It goes, dear God, make me a bird so I can fly far, (laughs) far, far away from here. I think that's Jenny 215. (laughs) Okay, again, Bible verses, Forrest Gump quotes, you know, mama always said life is like a box of chocolates. And Pope and John were like peas and carrots again. My my favorite Bible verse is the dude abides. (laughs) 855-765-1045. I feel the need, the need for speed, isn't that? Maverick 2218. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, 855-765-1045. Pastor Rick in Augusta, Georgia. How are you, Pastor Rick? Doing well today, Mark. Love your show, brother. Thank you, sir. Uh, I appreciate it. You know, with, with this sheriff now, you know, with the separation of church and state, the Word of God still tells us that we need to be obedient to those who are in the position above us of authority. Mm-hmm. Now, we have to, of course, in this time, you know, our church is huge for 57 years in feeding the homeless, feeding the poor. Uh, as a matter of fact, this past Saturday, we gave out 200 boxes of 36-pound shelf-stable food. Wow. You know, just like the coronavirus Hunger knows no bounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, it does. It's not going to pick left. It ain't going to pick right. It ain't going to pick black. It ain't going to pick white. We have to understand and be cognizant that what we're facing today, we've never faced before. 
what we're looking at with what can what can happen with society as a whole. People need their faith. Now, Christians, it doesn't matter what the faith is. People need to be able to go to their faith and know that it's there for them. We're not going to shut our doors. We haven't yet. But we're also practicing safe distancing. We're sanitizing, hand wiping everything. I mean, it's, you name it, we've done it. If, if it's under the president's COVID-19 uh, guidelines, we're following it. So in Augusta, and Georgia, the- if they say, hey, look, we're going to shelter in place and all non-essential businesses need to close their doors, do you then close your doors or do you consider yourself absolutely. an essential? You do? Ab- okay. Ab- ab- absolutely. And the reason being is because our faith is not dictated by a building. My faith, our faith, is dictated by when two or more gathered in his name he is in the midst so when we continue to go forward we have a huge following online uh when we go facebook live we have it from india we have it from sri lanka we've got it from africa we, we are followed yeah but at the same aspect you can't do anything for judah unless you take care of jerusalem we've got to take care of our own first so if pastors and people in the communities will think outside the box and go to those who are in need you take care of what's at home first everything else to take care of itself. Pastor Rick, that's a great way to put it. And I really appreciate you calling and sharing all that too. And I see what you're saying. The church is bigger. It's not the building. It's the, uh, it's the idea. It's the ideology. It's like, uh, it's like in uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas when the who's, you know, he thought he stole the presents and the gifts and the Christmas trees and the lights and the candy canes and the who hash. But in the end, they still got together and they sang because Christmas doesn't come from a store. Christmas, he thought, means a little bit more. And that's basically the exact same. That's a great point. Hey, thanks so much for calling. This is uh, Darren on the beaches. Hey, Darren, how are you? I'm doing great, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, one question, one question, one comment. One, I think arresting him was uh, out of the box. I don't think he should have done that. They could have given him a citation and a fine. Um, I have another friend of mine that's a pastor in Bradenton, Florida, and they actually have a big outdoor venue set up now. And every church usually has a lot of property. And they say, come in your car, stay in your car, come as you are. And they, they have outdoor services doing it that way. And everybody gets to stay in their car, and they've got speakers set up so you can still have that if that's something you want to attend. But one question for you, Mark, because it's very important. I've been wanting to ask for you for two weeks. Why isn't any of the media, even locally in Jacksonville, reporting on the people that are recovering and that are doing well? We are not getting any of those numbers, and they are still scattering fear amongst the people well, and i they, want to know the answer to that i mean they're just doing their job their job is to scatter fear among the people that way the people keep coming back if everything were a hunky dory you wouldn't have any op, you know reason to read the news you know and, and nine, nine times out of ten if somebody's out there and they're stressed it's because they've been on cnn or it's because they've been clicking some website that's been giving them all of the nasty headlines and none of the positive ones i mean it's again it's like what we talked about earlier with uh with the you know the democrats and nancy pelosi and how they're fighting all of donald trump's optimism with their own cynicism but yeah, yeah, I mean, look, you bring up a great point too um, about uh, about the uh, the uh, the church and you know when you need to when you need to hunker down and and that kind of thing. And uh, I agree with you that arresting him may have gone a little bit too far. Did we have to arrest the guy? I mean, are we going to arrest people that are going? I mean, they're breaking up funerals in Chicago. The police are breaking up funerals because people can't congregate in groups of more than ten. Or I think in Chicago now they're not supposed to congregate at all. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. David's in Jacksonville. Hey, David, thanks for calling the Marquee Show. What do you want to say, sir? How's it going, buddy? Uh, Good, man. I, I would say, uh, can you hear me? Oh yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. I, I would say, to be honest, I feel like it's a First Amendment issue. Like the pastor is not in the right for going out and you know 
involuntarily harming people because you're right. You know, they could get sick and die. But at the same time, the, the government shan't impede, you know, the practice or assembly of religion, which they, they did. You know, the, the police arrested him. So it's like they should have found a better alternative than doing what it is. Because usually in times of crisis, the United States government and local governments try to pass little things that, like, nick away at, you know, Americans' rights. And I feel like this is one of those situations. Like, he's not on the right for doing it. But, you know, there, there, there was a better solution. Oh, like here in Jacksonville, the mayor has said he'll condemn the building if it's an un, uh, if you're unnecessarily putting your, 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 uh, customers or your, even your staff in harm's way. If you're, if your people can do whatever the work is at home and you make them come to work, then they can uh, rat you out into the private line and he'll condemn the building or shut off the power or both. Um, which I think, I'll be honest with you, would be better alternatives than arresting this guy. Uh, you know, maybe you send somebody out there, you talk to him, you urge him to stop, and then you cut the power. You cut the water. You say, look, okay, you can, you can do all of this, but we're not gonna let you, uh, we're not gonna let you have any power, and then you're in violation. Um, you're not able to help these people. But, but arresting a pastor, I think, makes this a bigger issue and sh shines a bigger light on it than they probably even wanted. Because there are churches out there that are working with the community. Very, my own church is closed to the public. You know, they have a drive-through chapel. They have uh, our our priest. He does a Facebook live every weekend. I know because he's using my camera and my tripod because I helped him set it up. Uh, we also got uh, holy water the other day. He said, "Hey, come on by. You can drive through. We'll leave holy water outside the door. One bottle per per uh, parishioner or per family." And I drove in and I got some holy water and I took it home. So there are ways that we can now huddle around the the, uh, the TV with our holy water and our coffee. Which we're probably not supposed to be drinking the coffee and we can all worship together. Um, and that is great. But at the same time, at the same time, isn't there the right of the people to assemble if that's what they choose to do? 855-765-1045. We got to take another quick break. We will be right back. We got more of the Marquee Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Thanks so much for joining us. Getting a lot of open mic messages about uh, the sheriff in Tampa who arrested the pastor. The sheriff down there needs to quit worrying about harassing preachers and churches and figure out what Carol Baskin did to her husband. Tiger King! <laughs> <laughs> so let's get our priorities straight. Who cares if the hundreds of people are going to worship together in the midst of the coronavirus crisis? Did Carol Baskin feed her husband to the lions and the tigers? Uh, they're going to reopen that case, by the way. Uh, that's what I heard. Yeah, that sheriff was the one who tweeted it out. Oh, so yeah? That sent, this is all the rage right now. Yeah. Anybody got a lead, send it to me. Wow, isn't that great? Yeah. All it takes is the coronavirus and Netflix to get somebody to uh, to go and investigate a potential crime. This is the second cold case they've opened, right? Because they opened up making a murderer, how to how to kill a murderer. Oh, did they really? That one that, that one was, was viral a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the one with the, I, I didn't watch the it. The one with the one. <laughs> the <laughs> thing, <laughs> you know. Hey, there, you there's know a murderer. No, no, I get it. Tiger King. Yeah, okay. uh, 855-765-1045. By the way, I don't want to give any spoiler alerts. But then don't, don't do it. it. I'm okay. only on episode it. three. Episode there, was, there was a tweet, though, somebody wrote uh, the other day that said um, the fact that so many people are shocked by Joe Exotic reminds me every single day that not everybody grew up in Florida. I was just going to okay. say the same thing. <laughs> because, you know, I'm watching the show. I'm like, I know like three guys that are just like that. Yeah. 855-765-1045. Also, breaking news. Uh, CNN's Chris Cuomo announced that he's tested positive for COVID-19. This is just this is just really hours after he interviewed his own brother, Governor Andrew Cuomo, 
about whether or not he was going to run for president. The problem with Andrew Cuomo being interviewed by his brother, Chris Cuomo, is that they forget that at this moment they're not brothers. They're a major national network interviewing one of the uh, the governors of the largest state in the union. And so I, the, the, the brotherly thing, I think, kind of gets in the way. Here's what happened earlier today. Let me ask you something. Uh, with all of this adulation that you're getting for doing your job, are you thinking about running for president? Tell the audience. No. No. No, you won't answer? No, I answered. The answer is no. No, you're not question. thinking about Sometimes it? Sometimes it's one word. I said no. Have no. you thought about it? No. Are you open to thinking about it? No. <laughs> Might you think about it at some point? No. How can you know what you might think about at some point right now? <laughs> because I know what I might think about and what I won't think about. But you're a great interviewer, by the way. Appreciate it. Learn from the best. Yeah. So, that, so that's what happens when two brothers get together and try to hold it. <laughs> no. How do you know? That might How do you know what you might or might not think about in the future? I just know. And you're a great interviewer. Uh, that's uh, 855-765-1045. Yes, Hannah. That might be worse than the interview like last week where they were fighting about who's mom's who's, favorite. Yeah, mom's favorite, which I think is neither of them at this point. Uh, 855-765-1045. Real quick, we got a couple more people that want to talk about what's going on in Tampa. Not with Carol Baskin and her husband, but with this uh, pastor who was arrested at Robbie in Naples. Hi, Robbie. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, Mark. I just started listening to you about a month ago, yep. and I share your posts all the time on my page. Oh, and wow. well, we appreciate that. We appreciate really, that. I love the way you, in fact, I put one up this morning. Uh, I love you right now. Oh, Robbie, I, I love you too. Always. Not just now, but, but always. <laughs> what else? And I was, the one, I was the one that said, answer your phones on the comment section. <laughs> oh, well, we finally did. We got, we got a lot of them here, and they're ringing off the hook for whatever. Usually it's complaints. But what did you want to say, Robbie? What did you want to say about the pastor? Well, just, uh, for a side note, I used to live like a few blocks from the Tiger King's uh, little place down there. Yeah. So uh, we never thought anything of it. In fact, I'm a cat person. So we actually used to go down that little dirt road and go look at those oh, wow. animals. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, my point was, um, I'm not so much. I think the pastor was a little bit irresponsible. Okay. But I do have a question for her. I'm more concerned about what New York Mayor Bill de Blasio said as far as their pastors and priests and whomever rabbis breaking the rules in New York. He said if they do it, he will permanently shut down churches and things. Now, where does he think he has the power to do that? You know, it's interesting. A lot of people, and that's a great question. That's a great point. And I think what's happening is, a lot of these leaders, and I'm not going to name any names, but they could be leaders from big cities like New York City or smaller cities like Jacksonville or Tampa. And I think a lot of them are a little panicked. They're panicked to the point where they don't know what to do. And so what they just start doing is shutting everything down and closing everything up. And if people in, ignore their order, I mean, look, shutting down the beach or shutting down, uh, you know, or uh, shutting down a public park, that's all within your rights as a, as a mayor. That's all, you know, part of your responsibility. But when you get into threatening people or arresting them or permanently, you know, uh, closing their doors, should they not even, I think, condemning their buildings? I mean, when you, when you do that kind of thing, there really becomes a question as to, 
How power hungry are you becoming? And are you doing this really out of the greater public good or are you doing it out of your own ego? Are you doing it because you gave an order and somebody ignored it? And, well, I'm the mayor. I'm the governor. I'm the this. I'm the that. I'm the sheriff. And I'm going to teach you and everybody else a lesson. When I give an order, you follow it. It's not a democracy. That's a dictatorship. Great question, and thanks again for uh, listening online, and thanks again for sharing all our videos. If you want to watch any of them, go to our Facebook page, 855-765-1045. I'll be back tonight at 8 p.m. with a special edition of the Mark K Show right here on 104.5 WOKV. See you guys. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.